Beginning Transmission 62. Midnight Volume 1. Out. File under Pride Month. ボードキャストの今週のエピソードへようこそ。さんたん。さん。毎週漫画の読者の雑多な番ドは、スラッシュアマチュアニュースを使用と漫画とピアパクテルバーです。All Welcome to episode 62. We are uh, continuing on our Pride Month with uh, Midnighter Volume 1 out, which is not really the first Volume 1. It's, you know, it's another one of those things where they create an issue number one again to start out. But anyway, uh, starting out this week's episode, we have Todd. Hi, I'm Todd here in Salt Lake City. You can find me on the Funny Books and Firewater podcast or sitting at movie theaters between our friend Adam and maybe Maya or Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Just kidding. You don't know who I am. That's true, too. But yeah, so I make a good silent sidekick as well as reading comic books, having a good time and making fun of Adam for all... Boy, that guy's had a run of bad luck lately, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, and I tease him about that. So It's all with love, though, Adam. All with love. That's true. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of Adam, he is not recording live with us, but we might edit him in after the fact and get his perspective on things. Hey, everyone, what's up? It's Adam uh, up here in Utah. Uh, I do movie reviews for Big Shiny Robot. I also co-host the Bored as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Andy. Hey, Andy. Hi, Andy. And, uh, yeah, just kind of surviving up here. Uh, just looking forward to finally escaping from Utah and work uh, next month, and actually going down to hang out with uh, Brian for a bit. So, hey. so something new and different, and not Utah. I'm very, very excited. Whatever happened to our Grinder account? I don't know if we ever really had one. Well, it just kind of makes sense for this month, right? And you know, and, and well, I mean, it, it makes cute. sense especially for this book. Yeah, well, yes. that is also very true. <laughs> Shouldn't uh, this be like named episode sixty nine? It it's like been. actually 62, but it's just called 69. I mean, probably. We're going to have to make mm-hmm. something very specific for 69 now to think about it. If, if Q didn't dislike uh, Sex Criminals, I would say we could do Sex Criminals Volume 2 for 69, oh. but that didn't really work. But anyway, <laughs> Q would not be having it. Anyway, speaking of not having it, we have Q. Hi, I'm Q. Um, so as I said last week, um, Cabaret is over. Very sad. But... 
Go ahead and like our Facebook page, Eleanor's New Deal Cabaret. Uh, hopefully we can get uh, booked again uh, and we can have another cabaret soon. Or go ahead and like my drag page, Demanda Martini. Uh, that's D apostrophe Manda Martini. Uh, also, uh, we're still going to be doing uh, Sister Act. Uh, we're going to be getting close to Tech Week by the time this premieres. In fact, we might even be in Tech Week. The future, everyone. Um, <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to be gearing up for whatever the fuck show we decide to do for Christmas. And then after that, Boeing, Boeing. And then after that, Calendar Girl. So... Um, you're going to be hearing about all of those shows so much. Get fucking ready. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I, I, I think that's all that I have going on right okay. now. Cool. And I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based in Southern California. Um, I'm doing a video game called Mur uh, Killing, comma, my friend. I'm also designing several shows, well, every show for Lyric this summer. So uh, go to uh, the old Lyric rep. Uh, website uh, up in Logan, Utah, um, and uh, any show that is on that list this summer, I am doing. Uh, so yeah, and uh, should be a good time. And uh, as we discussed last week, I am having to sound design my first fart noise for a show, so uh, you can come and enjoy that uh, in uh, Complete Works of William Shakespeare Bridged. Jumping in this week, we are doing the uh, Midnighter. Uh, which Q, do you want to give us a little history lesson on the Midnighter? Sure. So the Midnighter was originally created in uh, for Image. Um, as part it, it part of the Wildstorm imprint, which was eventually then purchased by um, DC. Oh, the Wildstorm part of Image being originally created by Jim Lee with uh, Wildcats. And they're remounting it, actually, as well. Uh -huh. They announced it. They're uh -huh. relaunching, what, uh, they're relaunching the Wildstorm universe. Oh, mm -hmm. inside DC? Uh, yes. Interesting. With all of the characters already integrated into DC, that's so Yeah, I, I, I don't I know. what. I, I just remember oh. reading the article that they're relaunching it. I don't, and I don't even know if Jim Lee's involved other than him being editor-in-chief of DC Warren in general. Warren Ellis is really the guy pioneering this one. So Warren does some really good stuff. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. anyway, Midnighter was originally a part of The Authority, which was sort of a darker take on the Justice League. Uh, each character from the Justice League had their own sort of counterpart, the Midnighter being Batman's counterpart. And Midnighter's uh, on-and-off boyfriend, eventual husband, Apollo, uh, being the Superman equivalent. In the, the first story that they were created for, um, most of them died, uh, with Midnighter and Apollo being one of the few to survive. Uh, again, that's all part of the, you know, Wildstorm, oh, we just kill everyone, kind of a thing. <laughs> um, so eventually, it, uh, Wildstorm was purchased by DC, and they integrated a lot of those characters into, into the DC universe. Uh, Midnighter and Apollo being kind of, for some reason, very popular in DC. DC does some, usually get gay characters right, which is good. Well, recently, I'm not going to go back to Estranio. Anyway, Midnighter became popular. He um, teams up with Dick Grayson, probably because he likes that ass. Um, <laughs> Dick Grayson, one of the few male characters who are definitely sexually sub uh, subjugated, a sexual object um, in, uh, in things. And um, yeah, so that that's kind kind of the history. Um, he's, I mean, as far as I know, he's never joined, like, a JLA-type team or really been, like, a Batman-supporting character. He's just another sort of spy-type character who then 
obviously then has ties to Dick Grayson uh, as Dick Grayson becomes less Nightwing and more an agent of whatever the fucking agency that he's a part of. Spiral. Uh, yeah, Spiral. Speaking of that, should we jump into a drinking games? And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. Yes. Okay, so my drinking game is we get it, you like violence. Whenever the Midnighter expresses his love for violence, take a drink. It's about every four pages. Yes, it uh, is. Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? I've already played this out of my mind a million times. So every <laughs> time he talks about getting ready to get into a fight of violence, he just be sure to let them know. It's like, I've done this a million times before we even started this. So you have no hope of winning. Go ahead and take a drink because he's got like some sort of supercomputer in his brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've already done this a million times. Take a drink. Every single time uh, you have to drink whenever Midnighter talks about the damn computer in his brain. It's like oh, nice. every two seconds. But yeah, you call the the abort, retry, or fail rule. <laughs> nice. Okay, I like it. Cool. And Q. My drinking game is called the best assets. So anytime he marks someone as an asset, especially after fucking them, mm-hmm. take a drink. Cool. And then do we want to go into votes? So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Vote for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Q, we'll start with you. Uh, I say yes. That it was fun. Uh, for me also, gay superheroes, yes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's also still very, like, boy, like, action movie where it's just lots of explosions, lots of cutting people in half. You know, so you kind of, for me, it's the best of both worlds. It's like, you get really hot dudes drawn kind of sexy, which isn't a typical thing in comic books, and you get, like, comic book action and explosions and mm-hmm. people with things going through their heads. So, thumbs up. Todd. Yes. I say go ahead and read it. I mean, it's, it's got the action pack. There's some, like, Deadpool-esque kind of elements in some of this. Mm-hmm. Not quite. They don't break the fourth wall or anything, but I do get some of that vibe. Um, it is a lot of fun. It is a bit abrasive. I'll give it that. It's a bit edgier than some other stuff. It doesn't have a mature thing on it anywhere, though. But it's a lot of fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as a straight man. So, yeah. Okay. Read it. Yes. I'm going to have to go nay, because for as much as it does well, there's a lot that it doesn't. And if you only have so much time in your hands, I can't recommend to go out and read it, because there's other things out there that are better to read. But if you've got a bunch of spare time, and you want to flip through something quickly, and, you know, just... It's kind of like a popcorn movie of a comic, where there's mm-hmm. all action, it's all explosions, and guys with their chests out, and that's it. It's not... There's no depth to it. So, yeah, if you, if you have plenty of time, go out and check it out. If you only have time to read one thing this week... Uh, there's a lot better things you can go 
read. So, um, I'm a tentative yes. I I like it for the most part. I have a few issues with the writing and the story, and we will get into that uh-huh. um, later. But uh, outside of that, yeah, I would just be a, a cautious yes. Um, mm-hmm. Well, cool. So, is that does that get us to a break already? No, no, no. What, is, no. what am I missing? I don't know. I don't know if it does or not. I mean, we. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still sleep deprived. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, well, I mean, so, so, yeah. so a, a quick preview of the book. Oh, that's okay. right. Thank you. So, so Midnighter, he likes to fight. Uh, he has mm-hmm. a supercomputer in his brain. Um, so someone has gone to the person who has created him and stolen all of their technology. Uh, the Midnighter was implanted with a bunch of uh, computer enhancements to make him super strong, make him super smart, you know, have him be able to see all, you know, one million times ahead, and you know of any any fight, um, but this uh, the creator. Oh, wait, what what's her name? I can't remember. The gardener or something like that. The gardener. Mm-hmm. She she also has like all of this other uh, you know crazy technology, and someone has gone in and stolen it, and is starting to sell it on the black market, and the midnighter is trying to track it all down. It's a it's like a mix of the gardener reminds me of the weapon uh, the weapon X program, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, kind of Phantom X for those of you who are familiar with with that character, and um, Iron Man when he goes down and. Uh, takes down everybody who has stolen his Stark technology. It's kind of like a mix of those, but with ultra-violence and half-naked dudes. Mm-hmm. Fair assessment. Well, if you would like ultra-violence and half-naked dudes, and really, who doesn't, yeah, you can take your time now and read this story. Um, you can pause us and we'll wait, unless you've read it already, and then you can just keep on listening and plow on through, and we'll like catch you on the end. Just like the Midnighter would. What? Sorry, when you said plow on through, just like the Midnighter would. <laughs> just like the Midnighter yes. would. Yes. There you go. Well, either way, uh, we will see you on the flip side. (laughs) If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. A slight heartwarming story that isn't related to this, but it's actually one of the cool things about millennials and coming through, because we all like to give shit to the upcoming generation, but there's good things about them. Mm -hmm. So there's this student in my wife's school, and there was, I guess, two stories related to this. One is he found out his cousin is a girl, happens to be gay, and she came out to him and like the first before telling anyone else, and his reactions basically was... So, like, you and I can go and, like, scope out the hot chicks together, and we can be each other's wingman. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and that was just how it was. And then there happens to be a trans kid at my wife's school, and they do this whole, like, the junior high goes to a camp out for three days. Mm-hmm. And this kid was... Um, trans as a male and basically came out as trans without telling anyone and a bunch of the other kids was like so you're like born with the body parts of a female but really you're a guy and that's how you see and do yourself and the person's like yeah and they're like oh okay want to go kick a ball that's kind of just how like the whole group took it mm-hmm. and the fact was oh so this is what it is yeah so this is what this is about and they're like well that's cool and they just kept going and they didn't care awesome that's I awesome someone think of the children <laughs> <laughs> the children don't give a fuck and that and that is the fucking point children do yes. not care if they you, do all, not care is just explain it in the simplest of terms and so why are those two men holding hands because they love each other Okay. Uh, okay. I got it. 
and that's as, as far as it is. And it even went so far. They asked, like, so are you, like, gay or something, like, guys or girls? And they're like, he's, like, I'm not really sure that my gender has who I like figured out yet. And they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they just simply don't care. And they're like, well, when you do figure it out, let us know. And that's cool. And I just think that is awesome for the millennials. And they don't often get enough shout-outs for being <laughs> awesome. But that aspect there is amazing. It's it's also one of those things. I, 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 work, I do work with a fair amount of millennials. And some of them I, there's some of them oh. fall into the stereotypes and some of them don't. It's, you know, it's people in general. Some fall into stereotypes, some of them don't. You know? Mm-hmm. It, I mean, yeah. So... But that being said, and we're also, I mean, we're the old guys who are actually in a, a micro generation because we're the not Generation X and we're not Zenials. Yeah, we're not Millennials. Yeah, we're sort of like yeah, in that weird middle group. But. It, it's so weird that, like, so, you know, I was the class of 2000 and everyone's like, class of 2000, like, what a turning point, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I'm too mm-hmm. old to be a Millennial. I'm too mm-hmm. young to be a Gen Xer. Like, the yeah. whole, like, Generation Y thing that happened, that's, like, what Millennials are now. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what the, so what the fuck am I? Yeah. We're the best of both worlds. Speaking of best of both worlds, can I just say that this is the best use of Grinder anyway, and his Grinder profile fucking kills me. <laughs> like, uh... He's like, he's like, whatever you're thinking, the answer is likely yes, but with punching. And also, superhumanly super flexible. It's like, yes. And also the fact that he's just like, yeah, I'm fucking Midnighter. Like, this isn't a, like, it's not like, oh, so you, like, you know, you're playing, no, he's like, no, I'm fucking Midnighter. And yeah, I'm on Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> kind of awesome. Do we just want to jump into... Lightning Round? Yeah, yeah. Lightning Round. Let's yeah. do it. Lightning Round begins... Midnighter is having a booty call. He gets woken up. Apparently, he has like a telephone in his brain, like a communication system in his brain. It, this, this kind of thing happens quite often. And there's some sort of thing in Boston. He also has like a quick teleporter that takes him anywhere. He call, they call them doors. So he takes down like these crazy people. They say that they have this gun that turns people into demons. Uh, in actuality, it's aliens. And he tells the alien to get the fuck out of this little girl, which is kind of awesome. And, uh, yeah, he moves on. So, Midnighter, um, uh, someone breaks into the God Garden, or the Gardener, uh, the Gardener's head base, uh, the woman who created, uh, the Midnighter and steals all of her technology after throwing her out. Midnighter uses the grinder and he's out on a date with this guy, and these people just fucking bust in there, and, uh, you know, they're causing all kind of stuff, and, um... Midnighter takes him down. Uh, the cool part about the art, real quick, is that it it does seem hyperkinetic and uh, fast-paced, which can sometimes be confusing, so a little bit of a minus, but also in the plus is that anytime someone, like, breaks a bone or gets, like, something super terrible happen to them, there's always this panel over them that gives an x-ray of the actual injury that he is inflicted It's kind of like the, the, the Batman Arkham City feature Again. where you can do that in, in that video game, yeah. Sure, video games. That sounds like a thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so Midnighter take, takes these guys out, and he he then goes to his local bar, has his has his uh, the bartender who I guess is like a good friend of his, which is cool. His home base seems to be kind of in Boston, but he takes his his date on uh, you know around the world. They then get busy, which is kind of awesome. So before he leaves the next morning, he implants this guy, oh, what's his name? I'm sorry, I'm sort of treating him sort of terribly. Is it Jamie? James? I I don't even remember anymore. Jason. There we go. 
So he implants Jason with this thing in his neck and it creates him to be asset 377. So any, he kind of treats people, so any of his friends, any of his uh, people that he's hooked up with, um, any, any kind of thing, he makes them an asset so that way at any time they can get connected to him and they are sort of his network eyes and ears around the world. So he can go to them and you know, fix crime, blah, 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 which is kind of cool. So he's called away to the God's Garden. Shifting a little bit, there is a, a woman whose husband has died of cancer caused by some corporation, and she buys uh, some of this God's Garden technology, which is really kind of crazy. Like, she talks and it, like, kills people. Uh, really fucking crazy. So he goes and he stops her, but he still fucks up the corporation. He's like, nah, it's still y'all's fault. Fuck you guys. And he uh, takes the woman to prison, but still makes her an asset, uh, which is kind of cool. So also during this, uh, one of the guys that saw him fighting at the bar that on the date with Jason with white hair. So spoilery alert, uh, the guy with white hair, I knew there was something about this guy from the beginning. It's one of those things when you're watching a movie and you're like, there's something about him. Something's going on with him. I can't, I can't quite place it yet but something's going on with him. So he goes on a date with him. He says his name is Matt. So he and Matt go out go out on some dates. Uh, you then get a, a backstory of Midnighter and Apollo breaking up where a Midnighter breaks the news that no, he actually doesn't have a backstory. That was something that he made up because he doesn't know who he is. All he knows is that he came from God, the God Garden. So he's tracking down this technology and he gets attacked by a bunch of fucking clones and he's like, yeah, these fucking clones, I'm gonna kill all these motherfuckers. So he goes the to the bar with his friends. So then this lady says that her daughter's been kidnapped by these people. Uh, so these people are using children as some sort of like energy device to keep people young or something. I'm not 1000% sure, but obviously Midnighter's there to shut that shit down. So he rescues the little girl, takes her back home, then totally has shower sex with Matt, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Some more backstory with Apollo, them breaking up, him kind of having a cute little moment with Matt. He then goes to find Grayson, and also when Grayson is introduced, what's the part that's shown of him first? His butt! Uh, again, one of the most sexualized characters ever. It's so awesome. So Midnighter comes, pretty much kidnaps uh, Grayson to help him on this next quest of finding the stolen technology. So we're back in Moscow, and this guy kind of has like this weird monster killing thing where like regular Joes can pay to go kill monsters, which is super weird. So they're kind of getting the rundown. They show up at this uh, Turkish bath place, which, I mean, who doesn't like fighting crime and towels, especially when you're fucking Dick Grayson and the Midnighter. And they look pretty good. Yeah, and look amazing. So they, you know, get the information they need. They show up to this place. They break in. They take it down like this. The details in this part kind of get fuzzy for me because, uh, again, I read this a long time ago. And <laughs> so apparently they use this technology to create these people to be like fake monsters. But, and then people pay to come in and kill them. So, it, which is super weird. Um, so then they find out that there is this guy who's masterminding it and Grayson and uh, Midnighter go to track him down. Um, again, he goes to hang out with his friends. So 
the the guy who's kind of running this monster operation seems really cocky and Mitter is like, mm, no, we got this. So they show up, they beat a whole bunch of monsters. The guy is again like real kind of cocky and he's like, uh, nope, sorry guys, you, you guys lose. So when it seems like they're losing and Grayson gets pissed, he's like, uh, no, like he just broke his own technology. I planned this whole thing from the beginning and then fucking breaks the guy. So they get some of the um, technology back, but we, you find out that he still isn't the head. So as he's on this date again with Matt, they are attacked, and you kind of get the the thing that they... So they go back to Matt's... Uh, so because their house got completely fucked up, uh, they kind of go on like this little mini vacation, and then they're like, okay, let's go back, and you find out that Matt's father has been attacked. So they go to his, his hometown, and Midnighter the whole time is like, this whole place is fucking weird. Like, what's up with this place? Um, come, come to find out, he can't use any of his, like, extra senses. And he's like, all right. So he busts some people, he busts some people up and finds out that they're not real people. So he comes back to the house, uh, you know, kills the, the dad only to find out that dun, 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 his boyfriend this whole time has been the villain Prometheus, who is, uh, who is a Batman slash Justice League villain, um, who was, uh, a, a kid who was raised by criminals and then kind of kind of did like a reverse Batman thing where his criminal parents were killed and decided to that he was going to raise in the the rank uh, ranks of the underworld. So they have this whole fight uh, where Prometheus is like, you know, you can't beat me. Emitter is like, oh no, I fucking can and does. <laughs> so then at the end, uh, you find out that the Prometheus was kind of mind fucking him the whole time and even designed the house that uh, they're using in this Connecticut thing is based off Midnighter's real house because Prometheus knows because he stole the stuff from the gardener, he knows Midnighter's backstory and he's just kind of like, well, all right, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to live with that. Prometheus escapes using his cosmic key. Midnighter then is kind of left with, you know, how am I ever gonna trust anybody again? Um, he does send Apollo the picture that was framed of him as supposedly as a child. And um, at the very end, Deadshot does something, not 100% sure. I'm assuming that's leading into whatever the next story is. And Midnighter's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm never done fighting. Let's, let's do this some more. The end. Well, since I know we're on a limited time frame with you, Q, mm -hmm. uh, do you want to start plowing through um, and do cocktails? Sure. So so my cocktail, I'm calling it the, the Midnighter. It is uh, juice of a Meyer lemon, one ounce of Averna, which is, I looked it up when I found this cocktail, but now I can't remember what kind of liquor it is. Um, one ounce of berry flavored vodka and two ounces of ginger beer. You muddle, you muddle, um, oh, and also, I'm sorry, and blackberries. So you muddle blackberries, you add the lemon juice, the Averna, the vodka, fill with ice, shake and strain into a highball glass, and then top with ginger beer and garnish with blackberries. Uh, and and they, they do specify that you use a Meyer lemon, which is different than a regular lemon. When you first said that, I thought you said minor lemon. No, I went, what? <laughs> Not quite ripe yet. 
They're not quite right, yes. I'm going with a, a rum punch cocktail, but yeah, you have to use Mount Gay Rum. That's the whole thing. Uh, of course, okay. Because it's, it's gay rum. Uh, <laughs> and this is great. This is, uh, you know, it's summertime, so I'm sure you're out at the pool. Hopefully you're enjoying yourself. We were doing that. So this actually is going to make a big, giant thing of uh, punch for everyone. So you take two cups of Mount Gay Eclipse rum, two cups of water, one cup of grenadine, one cup of simple syrup, four ounces of lime juice, one ounce of bitters, uh, and you mix all that up with a teaspoon of freshly grated nutmeg, and then you serve it over ice. We have to let it chill. Actually, let it chill for about two hours, uh, so it can kind of all mix together, and then you pour it over ice. Do you have a name for it? Gay punch. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, that works. Gay, gay punch. punch. He's punching the whole time, so. <laughs> gay punch. Gay punch works. So I really like the book. There are some. I don't know if it's because I was reading too fast, which I don't think that I was. There were like some details that like got fuzzy about who exactly they were fighting, aside from the fact that it's just like, oh, people who are having have stolen technology. So it's like, okay, people like you don't have to like think too hard, but at the same time, it's like, oh, wait, who are these people and why are they doing this? I'm not 100% sure, but sure, why not? We're killing things, yay! Yeah. Um, but I thought, I thought again, it was super fun. It's definitely, like, summer blockbustery type stuff. There's, you know, the lo- love interests, which is, which is kind of fun. It's, again, for me, it's best of both worlds where I get my fun action stuff, but still sexy guys who have sex with each other. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, and I think, I think uh, Midnighter, this book kind of separates him as just being like a Batman knockoff, which is what he was originally intended to be, and kind of makes him his own character, even though he does have some Batman, some Batman, a Batman supporting character, and technically not a Batman villain. I think he was a Justice League villain and then kind of turned into a Batman villain, but regardless. And then it was just the two straight guys talking about a gay comic book character. Here's, here's my, my beef with this book, and. Uh, sure. Now that no one can defend themselves against me. Perfect time. Yeah, Q talked about it being fuzzy, like the plot points being fuzzy, and that's kind of my beef with this book in general, mm-hmm. is that like it just, it, they all of a sudden, it's like they jump from one action sequence to another action sequence, and I'm never quite sure, like at least with Batman, like he beats up a guy, he gets some information, leads him to something else. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got the intention, like the impression that that was what the intention was, but I was like never like, what fucking information did he actually get? You know what I mean? They, they never really got that information. So for me, that was like my biggest beef. Like, and I, I like an action book just fine, but like I'm very mm-hmm. much a plot story guy. And that was where my big turnoff is. That's where like I kind of have to hold back from it a little bit. But the other thing that I noticed, and for, I don't know why it stuck out to me, but like they go to Moscow and to Russia a lot just to hang out. Um, as if Russia was, I'm sure Russia is very pretty, but it's not what you think like, oh, I'm going to take a guy on a romantic date. I'm going to go to fucking Russia. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, right? I hear you. Well, I will. I'm going to interject and say my cocktail is the gay Russian, by the way. Well, and see, my cocktail is the Russian spring punch. Oh, uh, so it ties in. So, yeah. so the Russian spring punch. I found this on a poster of, like, cocktails everyone should know. And I was like, I've never fucking heard of this. Uh, <laughs> and I was trying to avoid doing a Moscow mule. So uh, I think that this was originally in parts, but I, I assumed it was ounces. So this might be a really big fucking drink. If it is, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> two and a half ounces of vodka, two and a half ounces of fresh lemon juice, uh, one and a half ounces of creme de cassis, and one ounce of simple syrup. And you shake and pour that into a, a glass. I think you leave the ice in it, and then you top with sparkling wine um, and or champagne if you want. But wow, that sounds so, yeah. kind of weird. It does, but like it's supposed to be like on those like classic, really good cocktails. It was on like the, it was like this infographic that I found hmm. that had a lot of like solid information. Well, what's your cocktail for the week? Mine is the Gay Russian, and it's funny. It's like they talk about like what is it? It's like it's a slightly sweet version of a Black Russian. Is the idea you use vanilla vodka? So it's um, this is in uh, one part vanilla vodka, one part Irish cream. 
and then one part milk or cream for a lowball glass. So it's a third, 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 and whatever you want to do in that regard. So you pull the vodka over the ice in the lowball glass, followed by the Irish cream, then stir the cream or milk into the glass. So you've got it doing, and with a good vigorous whisk of the hand. So you're not even shaking the shit out of it. This is a stirred, not shaken. Wow. A That's good, right. Vigorous whisk. That's right. And it's the gay Russian. I didn't come up with this. I found this, and that's its name. So it's like a, a vanilla y, extra sweet version of a white Russian. Ooh. So, but in general, I hate vanilla vodka. I think I had a bad experience with vanilla vodka. I don't, I'm, I'm not necessarily a flavored vodka. I'm not a vodka guy in general, to be honest with you, but. Me less so. I've really gone to the whiskey kind of side of things, which yeah. has its. I mean, the point of vodka is it's like odorless and tasteless, and it's like, how do you add booze to a drink? You do vodka. Yeah. But man, it's gross. Yeah, the thing, the thing <laughs> about vodka is if it's not balanced right, it tastes like rubbing alcohol. That's you right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. with it having no flavor to it, it doesn't add anything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so all, the, all you get is really like, especially if it's a shitty vodka, you just get like this rubbing alcohol taste. Let's keep plowing through. Okay. Because that seems to be the theme of this book. Let's keep plowing Plowing through. through. Okay, well then plowing through, what are your thoughts on this book? You know, reading that adds a lot of things and this seems to be, I mean, this is collected into a trade and there's kind of like, there is an overarching story but it almost seems to be set up in such a way of, let's just tell the same story in each issue over and over again. Mm -hmm. Kind of a thing. You've got the issue at the beginning of, this is who I am, bitch, I'm the Midnighter, and then you've got the climax in between but with all the in-between steps i'm not sure the order matters one bit yeah that's true so so, i mean you've got story one you've got first story last story and all the stories in between however you feel like it you can cut up this book and rearrange it five different ways and it doesn't seem to care Mm -hmm. and i guess disposable might be a good thing in that regard it's fun it's done pretty well it's got some good ingredients in that regard, but it is um, disposable, I guess. At the end of the day, is what I would say about it. Well, and, and that's a, that's one thing I had I had problems with too. There was there was no purpose to what he was doing. Like, yeah, he was trying to figure out the person who stole all the stuff and try to figure out what happened. But it just it didn't flow right. It was like like you said, it was just a bunch of set pieces being strung together by the, the tiniest thread of plot. And mm-hmm. I, like I said the one nice thing I like seeing the character development as far as. You know, it was more interesting to see him on his off time hanging out with his boyfriend and traveling the world than it was to see what was happening with the story. And as cool as that is, and that they were willing to let that happen and show you know the relationship, uh, <clears throat> relationship and sexual side of a, a gay character, we don't really want a soap opera. We want, we want an action comic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, great for throwing it in there. Good job in that. But the rest of it was the... I, I'd love to see this handled by maybe like a Gail Simone or mm-hmm. Jeff Johns or someone who's actually really good with writing characters and writing dialogue and see where they could take it. And I'm sure it'll get rebooted down the road. Um, <clears throat> but just this one right now, it's if you can find it for cheap at your local comic shop, pick it up. But as much as I would like to recommend to go out and buy it, I really can't. Like I, said, I, I just I want to see them do this again. I want to see them reboot the series. And you can say with a gritty sexual tone it has, but let's get a better writer in there, someone who actually maybe understands the character more and who knows how to write a plot <laughs> yeah instead of what we got here so Jamie school is never a waste of time since we have 15 minutes until recess please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room it's report card time it's report card time it's report card time so fucking fun. God, please.
no, no, no! I would, I would give this book a B. Because uh, it, it wasn't as good as Batwoman. Um, I definitely, um, so as I said, the art style is very kinetic and it's very fast paced and it's very, um, and there's like lots of like the little panels around where you, it's his, him using his powers to sort of plan the fight out. And that mm -hmm. can also kind of become overwhelming as you're trying to get through the book. I, so as I said earlier, when I was going through through the book, again, I knew that Matt, there was something up with Matt. There was something that was going on. I knew he was some other character. And while I was reading it, I was like, I know that there's characters with white hair. Who am I fucking forgetting? There is somebody that this guy is supposed to be. And I was I was still shocked that it was Prometheus. I thought maybe it was going to be some other maybe like closeted character. But the other the other kind of like weird thing is is that Prometheus totally was like having full on relationship with him, only to mind fuck him. So no nowhere is Prometheus as a character listed on any kind of gay superhero database, which there are a couple of them. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we like to support our gay superheroes yeah. and like to know about sure. them. But Prometheus doesn't appear on any of them, which leads me to believe that in continuity, he totally just had sex with Midnighter a whole bunch of times because he was just trying to fuck with him, like mm -hmm. really like messing with him. And that is so messed up. <laughs> um, like, like. He was just like, yeah, I'm not gay, but you want, I'm going to have sex with this guy because it's going to totally screw with his head later. Like, what? Villainy. Villainy. Um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, I mean. You know, I also give this a B, B minus. Because, I mean, there's another trade out called Hard is volume two. Volume one's called Out, which we read, and then volume two is Hard. I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. I'm not sure I care. Yeah, no, I get that. So I'm not sure I care. It was kind of fun. It was a different kind of a thing in that regard. And I get it. And it was brash. And I'm not even sure target audience or not. I mean, I didn't. there's nothing wrong with it. And it seems to have, like, it, in a lot of ways, is let's take this character and we've got a series of check boxes to do. This one kind of felt like a check box in a lot of ways. The Dick Grayson part was a lot of fun. And I thought that was funny playing on different things. And I found some of that clever. And that was amusing. You've got the end villain of Prometheus, but, like, the bad guys in the middle and the other things in that regard. I just, I, I guess I'm not really too attached to the main character. He's brash and whatnot, but I don't really have a strong reason to like him. That's kind of my feelings about it. Yeah, so it's, as far as like a rating for this book, um, there are some things I really, really enjoyed. I actually used to have this book in my hold when it first came out, and I, I couldn't get past the first few issues because I have a lot of problems with the artwork. Uh, thankfully, they do change up the penciler halfway through the trade. Um, I'm... I, I really wanted to like it more, but I did, so I'm probably about a B minus. There, there is a lot of good stuff here. I do love the fact that you've got a a main character who is unapologetically queer, uses grinder, sleeps around with dudes, doesn't give a shit, and it's really refreshing to see that because a lot of times when you look at uh, movies or comic books, even um, even in this day and age, you kind of get your, your gay characters who are very sometimes almost ashamed of being gay still. And it's like, dude, it's 2017. Kevin Keller got married in the Archie comics, and he's a fabulous queen in Riverdale. I mean, get over yourself. Just let the characters be themselves. And so that I really, really did like. But there's just too much extraneous bullshit surrounding it. Um, although I, I did enjoy the, uh, the shirtless scenes with Dick Grayson. Those were fun. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's 
it's a good idea, and I kind of want to see where they go from here, because I know it was a short-lived series because no one really bought it. But there wasn't enough to make me go, ooh, I need to go read the next issue. I, I'm really excited to see what happens next. Uh, it just didn't have that draw for me. Cool. Yeah, so my grade, um, I'm going to go with like a C. Mm-hmm. I really almost voted not to read this book at all, but I think the art is actually interesting enough to make it worthwhile. Okay. Um, like that's, I really kind of, I almost said no for the vote, but like, I'm like, eh, well, the art's kind of cool. I, I think the story is the real weak point. I think the character is interesting enough, but like, the, the plot just jumped around enough. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on here, and I don't really fucking care. Um, and and right. and when I kind of got lost and kind of started like getting a little bit bored with it, and you, as you said, it repeats. It was one of those books I started looking like, okay, when 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 am I done, or how much do I have left in this issue so I can set it down for a little while and then come back to it and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm kind of right there on that. Well, do you have a recommendation for next week? Or recommendation for this week, I should say. It's kind of a throwback to last week, but I'll do this one. So Greg Rucka, who wrote Batwoman before, he writes female characters amazingly well. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes they're straight, sometimes they're gay, and that doesn't really matter. But he has a creator-owned series called Lazarus. I might even have recommended this in the past, but you should read it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Image. It's called Lazarus. I think there's five or six trades out now. And they're really excellent. The um, art is done by a guy named Lark. And Rucka was the uh, writer, and it's kind of a gritty thing. And Rucka does a lot of like hard-hitting stuff in that regard, mm-hmm. and this is definitely that. It's as being in the comic world as much as anything else. It's um, pretty far away from what Midnighter is, but I really enjoyed it, and it gets you thinking. And it's got very well fleshed-out characters and villains and whatnot. It's pretty sweet. Lazarus from Image Comics, Greg Rucka. That's my thing you should read. Yes. Yeah, so um, I know it's been out for a while, but Injustice 2 is one of the most amazing fighting games I've ever played in my life. Um, this takes place in a DC universe where Superman uh, has turned evil. He basically took over the world because Lois Lane gets killed. And he's ruling with an iron fist. And the first one, Batman and everyone from this uh, dimension swap over there and have to stop him because they get stuck over in, that, in this weird alternate dimension. Well, in this one, Superman's been captured. He's being held under a, a red sunlight. And Brainiac comes to the world. And so you have to team up with him to basically stop Brainiac from taking over the world. So the fun thing is, though, is that you get to do all these cool things where you got, you know, Batman versus Superman versus Brainiac versus Darkseid versus anyone else you can think of. But there's this really cool mode called Multiverse Mode where you go in and do these little challenges. And as you do that, you gain experience and you also gain these new loot and gear that will change a character up, make them look different, give them different abilities. So... You could probably play this thing until the end of time and never do everything. So for a fighting game to have that much depth and not be just, oh, we're going to punch someone in the face, uh, it's really cool. So if you haven't got it yet, check it out. It's a lot of fun. So my recommendation, um, even though it's it's another, another, like, if you like this, go read this. I haven't read this. I don't know this. But go read Authority. Again, it's like the extra violent Justice League kind of stuff. Um, which Midnighter was originally introduced in. So if you like what this book is doing, go read some more of his history. Um, and that's all I gotta say. And with that, I asked to go. I am semi recommending this blindly. Um, I I'm just I happen to be a Deadpool fan, and they just came out with the mm-hmm. first actual pure graphic novel, not like a collection of comics, but pure graphic novel. It's called uh, Deadpool Bad Blood. It's written by Rob Liefeld, who originally created the character. He, he did the story. I think there's another writer with it. I've sort of cracked it and started it, but then I 
you know, didn't have enough time. I've been busy, so it's one of my list of stuff to do now that I actually have some time off uh, to read that. But so I'm, I'm kind of going in blind saying, hey, this is worthwhile. Um, it kind of ties into this character. Uh, there is definitely some similarities, so that's kind of why I'm recommending it. So, But if you're into Deadpool, if you're kind of into the, the, the superhero who likes to kill people and uh, has a sense of humor, it might be worth looking into. Uh, next week we are finishing off our run of Pride books, and uh, we are finishing off with The Pride, a gay superhero team. Um, this book, I will say, uh, it, it comes from England. You can buy it online for relatively cheap. I bought the hardbound copy. It ended up costing me about 50 bucks, uh, so I can have a physical copy of it. Um, but it got, if you if you so desire to buy it yourself, it ships relatively quickly. You buy it directly from the publisher, so I'm kind of like, okay, it's it's going directly to the artists and people who created it, but I got it relatively fast. Um, I, I, especially considering it was coming from England, I got it within like three or four days. I was pretty impressed by it, because part of the reason I put it at the end of the month was I had no idea how long it would take me to get this book, and I actually got it really pretty early on. And I mean, if your local comic shop carries it, even all the better, but uh, you know, if, if you have a hard time finding it, uh, you can find it online, and uh, I think most of us next week will probably be reading it online using, uh, I know it's on Comixology, I don't know if there are really that many other digital comic book apps, but um, yeah, so that's mm-hmm. what we'll be reading next week. Uh, you got anything else to add? Nope, not really. Well, awesome, uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.